Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 with verses 50 through 58. This passage is a passage of great promise and hope for all believers. It reads as follows. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For this perishable must put on the imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and this mortal will have put on the immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he teaches today's portion of this week's message entitled, Victory Through Resurrection. It's like First Thessalonians. We who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord. It would not have been possible for Paul to use that word, we, unless it was imminent. It could have happened at any time. There does not have to be other uh, signs that are fulfilled, other events that have to happen before the rapture. That's the doctrine, as I say, of imminence, meaning it can happen at any moment. It has been imminent for over 2,000 or for about 2,000 years. Now he says, not all will sleep. Sleep is the euphemism for Christian death. Um, and it says that not every Christian, therefore, is going to die a natural death because those who are alive at the moment of the rapture, well, they won't die, but they will all be changed. Whether you die or not, you are included in the resurrection. See, that's the point of this. The problem is the perishable cannot put on the imperishable. So the solution to that problem is you got to be changed. There has to be something brand new. You can't make a more clear contrast uh, than between not all and all. Not all will die, but all will be changed. That's the, that's the comfort. That's the encouragement that all will be changed. Every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ we'll experience that ultimate transformation from this version of flesh and blood to a resurrection body. This just clarifies what happens to the ones who die prior to the rapture 
compared to those who live to the rapture. Now, I should probably toss out here, it's not a surprise that you can find commentators who claim that Paul was mistaken when he talked about we who are alive and remain, as if he, he was sure that it was going to happen or he knew it was going to happen during his lifetime, but he made a mistake. And that makes way too much out of his words. If you take we to be we believers who happen to be alive and remain, and it's inscripturated, and the Scriptures stand written for all ages to come, um, it makes perfect sense. If you applied that same logic that said he made a mistake here, then what about chapter 6, verse 14? That would have to mean that he knew he would be dead before Jesus returns. So he would have contradicted himself within a few pages in the very same letter. He just uses the generic we to describe all believers, and it fits perfectly with 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which assures us that the dead in Christ will rise first. So the logical question would be about those of us who aren't dead in Christ, who are still alive at that time. Since we have that problem, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, the question is, well, how will those alive at that time get in? The answer, we won't all sleep, but we will all be changed. So look at the whole sentence, verses 51 and 52. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. This is going to happen in an instant. He, he, he double described it, a moment and the twinkling of an eye. Now, we that are here this morning with our marvelous fashionable masks on, that's the only thing I've been able to tell is if your eyes twinkle or not. Okay? Uh, how, how quick is a twinkling of an eye? It's just fleeting. It's done. The word moment is actually a translation of the Greek word atomos, which is an adjective that means the smallest or that which cannot be divided. So when the atom was discovered, that was the English word derived from the Greek word that was used to describe an atom. Uh, you know, we thought a molecule was tiny. Well, a molecule is comprised of atoms. That's the, that's the smallest you can get. Well, we didn't know at that time when that word was chosen to name that thing that we could actually split atoms. And usually that means somebody's going to have a bad day uh, when you get a bunch of <coughs> atoms splitting all of a sudden. So in a, in a, uh, the smallest indivisible amount of time, in the twinkling of an eye, a rapid eye movement, um, it's going to be a total change. And he says... It's connected with the trumpet, at the last trumpet. Now, in Jewish terminology, and you look through the Old Testament, you could go find all the trumpets that you, uh, that you want to look for. You'll find they're used very often. Um, it was used, the trumpet was used in connection with festivity. It was used in regard to triumph, um, dramatic announcements, things like that, making the walls of Jericho fall down. Well, this trumpet referred to here is the signal for the dead to rise, the signal for the believers who are alive to be changed. Now, send some people into an interpretive tailspin to say this is the last trumpet. Well, there's no other trumpet mentioned in the context. So the last of what? The last trumpet before the moment that you're changed. It, you, you can trace it through. It does not fit 
the last trumpet in the series of trumpets in the book of, uh, of Revelation. It simply means this is the last divine trumpet that will be heard before the transformation is done. At that moment, all believers who've died will be raised imperishable. All believers who are alive will be changed, transformed into that new kind of existence that will suit our eternal fellowship with God in the new heaven and new earth. So down to verse 53. For this perishable must put on the imperishable. Notice the word must. And this mortal must put on immortality. The must there is the answer to the cannot in the previous verses. You can't get there in the form you are, so this must happen. And this tells us a little bit about the nature of the change. What is perishable and corruptible, subject to death, all going to be changed. Put on is the usual word for putting on clothing. Your, your body now, your flesh and blood is kind of like the clothing within which the real you lives. And the real you is going to put on a different outfit, one suitable for eternal life. During his final illness, D.L. Moody famously said, Soon you will read in the newspapers that Moody is dead. Don't you believe it, for, at, for I shall be more alive than I am now. He understood 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If he sleeps, he'll be changed. And if he doesn't sleep, he'll be changed. He's going to be more alive than ever. Verse 54. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. When that happens, the victory is total. Why, you might even want to blow a trumpet. The victory is total. Salvation is complete. And and Paul declares this to be a fulfillment of Scripture. You notice in the New American Standard, they're the all caps. That means it's it's an allusion to the Old Testament. And that comes from Isaiah 25, verse 8. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces. And He will remove the reproach of His people from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. We have a problem. Our current dwelling is not acceptable for eternity. We have to be changed. God's solution is a total and permanent victory over our own mortality. Our problem, God's solution, that leads to our victory. And now comes a victory song, a song of triumph. It uses words, this time also from the Old Testament, derived from Hosea chapter 13, verse 4. 1 Corinthians 15, 55 says, O death! Where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? It is believed that at least the last part of that had been adapted as kind of a Christian motto of jubilance or celebration over our security in Christ. Maybe the whole thing, it might have been part of an early Christian song. We don't know for sure, but we do know it's in Hosea 13, and we do know it's here in 1 Corinthians 15, 55. The victory has been won because Christ overcame death, right? 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.